G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Exploring faith and the future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher, Dr. Camille Majdali. In all of our conversation about the way Europe had been formed through its Christian heritage and through all of the challenges that happen over thousands of years, we've been talking about the European Union and the departure from that union of the British people. Let's talk today, Camille, about the Christians and the reasons that they would have chosen to leave the European Union as part of the Brexit. What are your reflections on what happened with the Brexit and Christians? Okay, great question, Neil. First of all, let's just review some of the reasons that were given for Brexit. One was the economic reasons, sending too much money to Brussels. Second was uncontrolled, unplanned, mismanaged migration which can be catastrophic, just as planned, sustainable migration blesses everybody. Another issue, of course, had to do with the erosion of sovereignty and the fact that Brussels was dictating more law in the UK than even the British Parliament in Westminster. And then there was the identity issues about what does it mean to be British today? And many in the EU had their own rather condescending definition of what it meant to be British, British almost virtually nothing, versus the history and heritage that goes with that nation. Remember that Christianity plays and has played in the past a big role in Britain. And just the English Reformation alone was very impressive. Uh, Didn't start out so impressive. Henry VIII wanted his marriage annulled. He didn't get it, so he broke with Rome and started, at least in a one sense, the Church of England. Oh, someone told me yesterday the Church of England started in the 6th century AD. All right. But then his son, who was only young, continued on the English Reformation, Edward uh, VI, I believe, but he died at a young age. He was only 15 or something when he died. His sister, half-sister Mary Tudor, who was a staunch Catholic, took over, and she was determined to bring Britain back to the Pope, And there was pretty much a reign of terror, and there was martyrdoms, burning at the stake in the square at Oxford. I've even seen the exact location of those burnings. It's very sobering. But then Mary died an untimely death, age of 42, of cancer, and her half-sister Elizabeth takes over, known as Elizabeth I. And in a sense, Elizabeth I pretty much sealed Protestant Christianity in Britain and then, of course, there was a thought that it might revert back to Catholicism under James II, the Duke of York, in 1688. And, of course, that's who New York was named after, <laughs> James II. But they had the Glorious Revolution, and that was it. William and Mary, William of Orange, and Britain stayed Protestant. That heritage, of course, could be a bit of a rift when it came to Northern Ireland. But essentially, to answer your question, Neil, British Christians were— saying to themselves, we don't want Europa to be Lord over Britain. Jesus Christ 
is Lord over Britain, and he has been for centuries, and by God's grace, he will continue to be so. Faith and the Future with Neil Johnson and Dr. Camille Majdali from Teach All Nations. For more from Dr. Majdali, including books and DVDs on prophecy, Bible commentaries, plus today's and other episodes of Faith and the Future, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 